Hi there, welcome to the More Simple Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them as our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences we hope that in turn you are inspired by them and that you get the courage needed to set your own stories free enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening back to the show. This is Mo for those joining us for the first time. Thank you. Today's episode will be a little bit different from what you're used to hearing on the podcast, but it's still all going to be informative, we hope. And in exploring this topic, I have a wonderful friend of mine. She's not new to the show. For those who have been following us for a while, you know her already. And so before I do an introduction of who she is, just wanted to say I'm working on the Proust questionnaire. Um, so today with me in the studio is my dear friend and sister, and also my workout buddy, um, Linda Jenna. She's currently doing her PhD at the um, Texas A&M University in Commerce, and she's a lover of Jesus. She cracks me up. She's a little bit introvertish, but she, she's very wise and has a lot of words of wisdom. And just spending time with her makes me really feel good as a person. And she knows how to just bring out the qualities in people and, you know, um, feed yourself. So everyone, please join me welcoming Linda to the podcast. Hey, sis. Hey, what up, what up? Oh, what up. so sweet. Thank you. Oh, no, my pleasure. I remember when I sent this topic to you to um, to kind of talk on it together. You didn't even like, you know, they were like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to say thank you. I'm glad I'm having some positive influence as far as bringing you out of yourself. Maybe that's why I have so many introverted friends so I can, we can learn from each other. I think that's just the, the beauty of this. Yeah. So um, what, what we're going to do today, guys, is Lena is going to ask me a bunch of questions and then we'll reflect on the responses and then I'll do the same for her. And but the first part really would be because because of how long this can potentially take, we will start with you know um, answering questions, asking her. She will ask me some questions first, and then we can go about you know um, doing hands later on. So this episode might be in two parts. Let's just see because we have you know, such a short time to record. So the prize question here has its origin in a parlor game that was popularized, though not devised by Marcel Proust, who was a French essayist and novelist. He believed that by answering these questions, an individual will reveal their true nature. Although the questionnaires were invest, inve, invented by the Statistical Society of London in the 18, in 1838. Now, this questionnaire has a set of you know, many questions. I think Vanity Fair's edition has about 35 questions. And they're self-exploratory in nature. And they're designed to help you uncover your outlook on your life, your personality, and offer clarity on how you think and who you truly value most in life. Um, popular people that have answered it, Aquafina, who I really like, by the way, um, Oscar Wilde, David Bowie, and many others. And so we're going to do it in, you have like very few seconds to respond. The idea is that the first response that comes to your mind, just say that out. And then Linda will go after the fact to 
review my responses and then we can talk about you know why i answered in a particular way so i'm going to turn it over to linda right now to start with her questions so we didn't we're not going to do all the questions we're just going to do the te- 10 ones that she posted that she chose to ask me and that's you know that's going to be that so linda over to you and you know what there's a twist to that because i'm asking 10 questions however some of them are like my own questions that i threw in there <laughs> so i doing the prowls jenna you've already done like modification you are a true researcher <laughs> i can see your phd ways <laughs> please do send it my way <laughs> yes first question what is your greatest fear Dying alone. What do you consider to be the most overrated celebrity? Oh, the president of any country. Okay. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Staying alive. Okay. What is the most spontaneous thing you have done lately? I'm going to see a friend in Michigan, despite the fear of COVID, of catching COVID. Nice. Um, if you could choose to do anything for a day, what would it be? Um, give away my money to the poor and no, we'll have to worry about paying the bills or the consequences of just doing that. Mm. What would you sing at a karaoke night? Uh, um, uh, my, my go-to song is um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen even though I don't do a good job of it because it's a perfect masterpiece but that's usually what I try to watch every time I do karaoke and it's super long <laughs> nice. what is your biggest pet peeve? <sighs> so many things but I want to say oh my gosh Oh my gosh, nothing is really coming to mind, but I know I have tons of them because I've done a particular sub-episode on this. I'll just say people who leave the door open. I don't know, like who leave doors open. I think that's it. Okay, okay. Um, What is on your bucket list this year? I want to travel more. And you know we have that Wyoming trip. I want to go to Korea, I want to go to Europe, I want to go to Wyoming in the USA. It's the least populated states in the US, but yeah. Um, travel, travel more. Um, what do you think people automatically assume about you when they look at you? Oh, that I'm, because I'm fat, that I'm lazy and, you know, unmotivated about things, or that I'm not even smart, you know, because I'm just fat. Hmm. Okay. Um. What do you wish you had more time for? My life, I guess. Um, more time to sit in, in the art of nothingness and not have to worry about doing stuff. So there's always time, but I just find it difficult to stay still and reflect on the moment. Hmm. Are you up for a few more questions? Yes. Yes. All right. Actually, not as well as I thought. Uh, okay, it's going really fast. Um, what is uh, your at bat song, like your walk up song? So in baseball, they do this thing where you have an at bat song. So when it's time for you to bet, when you walk up to the mound, they play your song. So what is your at bat song? Oh my gosh. I 
I don't like this question about music. Like when people ask you what's your favorite music, um, my taste is very eclectic. It depends on my mood. But um, I guess any pink song is really good for me. I like pink, so. But she's not the only thing I like, and I feel like I'm missing out on other artists that I'm not mentioning. But let's just go with pink. Okay. I love her okay. artistry. What makes you feel accomplished? When I fill my journal out timely and also check that little to-do list either on my Trello or on my phone apps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On my sticky notes when I cross something out that I've done. Do you believe in second chances? Oh, I do believe in second chances, but it's on a case-by-case basis. And depends on the aggravation but above all i believe in forgiveness regardless would you rather have a pause or rewind button in your life can it be both uh you gotta pause. would you rather it's one of the i think other. rewind i think rewind <laughs> control z yeah undo yeah okay all right these are good questions by the way oh my gosh <laughs> it is so hard, right? Oh, this is a good question. I was looking at these questions and thinking, if I got asked these questions, what would be my answers? So I literally was like rehearsing answers for all. You never know. Uh, you don't even know what I'm gonna ask you. So I get ready. Well, that's that's kind of like. <laughs> so we can we can review my responses and then you can ask you know follow up questions. This is actually gonna be better than I thought as far as me. Yeah. So I I think that what was interesting is hearing you answer the questions that were musical. So for example, what's your Edbed song? You couldn't come to like a conclusion of this one. So why is it that? Like is that something like a reflection on um maybe your music taste or maybe sometimes decision-making or having favorites? Is that not a thing? Oh, you're good. You should be a co-host on this podcast. <laughs> even though you're making me think, like, I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. It feels good. Um, I think it's a little bit of all of those factors you mentioned. Definitely one would be um, the... I, I, feel, I, I believe in music being having that isomodic effect, right? So I tend to listen to music that connects with my feelings at that moment. So that's why if you shuffle through my playlist, you're like, wait, what? What's that next song again? Nothing matches here. And it's, it's why it's very difficult for me to answer that question. What's your favorite music? Our favorite song. Um, I have a lot of songs that connect with me. I have a lot of songs in different languages than the one I, you know, speak that I don't even really, I know that even translating them to English, I'm not really connecting to the meaning because of, you know, things get lost in translation. So it's a little bit of that, but I think mostly it's because of just, Different songs connect to me. It's why I said it depends on my mood. And of course, Sean McCain, uh, it's very difficult at that moment to like, think of a song. And I feel like when I go to bed later tonight and I wake up tomorrow morning, that one song is going to nag at me. Why didn't you pick me? Why didn't you pick me? But hey, it's what it is. <laughs> why I love I love, I love songs. <laughs> I can relate. I can definitely relate from that. It, it can be very difficult to pick like one particular song. Because yeah. then you have favorites in each genre, and then even in those, you still have like multiple favorites. It's crazy. Yeah. Too much yeah. music, too much to choose from. So that's it. <laughs> one other question I wanted to follow up on was if you could choose to do anything for a day, what would it be? 
And I kind of had another similar question to that one, and I skipped it because okay. I kind of felt like okay. that would be the same. And that question was, if money was no object, what would you be doing with your life? Oh, uh, I definitely want to travel the world. I've always said that Anthony Bourdain had my dream job as far as being a food journalist. Um, I love food. If you follow my WhatsApp status, you know, I love good food, not just food good food and I love bringing people together through food because I feel like it's one of those things that really unites a lot of us and so my dream job really would be to travel the world and connect through food and share stories and explore different cultures especially parts that are not really well told like you know let's travel places that would be my my dream job of what to do so what's keeping you from doing your dream job the streets gotta eat girl like you know <laughs> but then I I the way I try to, you know, narrate that is so uh, most people might know that myself and Tyra used to be missionaries when we're, you know, quite younger in our twenties, and we traveled to some parts of Africa. We did our medical missionary, but now because of having firmer roots in the U.S. and trying to get our career started, we don't do that as much. But we're still supporting missionary works. You know, we give back financially. We also do prayer chains and all that, and we we have some sponsorships in other countries for missionaries as well as for you know kids. So I see myself more like a sitting food journalist right now. I share, especially when it comes to like other cultures, I share food from different parts of the world. And I want people, my listeners or people that follow my status to say that these things are not too far-fetched. And if you tend to enjoy food from other cultures, there's no way you won't, you won't want to know more about their story and who they are, what they're like. And I feel like that can also help with, you know, improving cultural curiosity, reducing all of these isms, you know, um, and xenophobic tendencies we tend to have for other cultures. So I'm a sitting for Jamaris right now, but I know once, you know, um, I reach that point of self-actualization, looking at the hierarchy, um, the Maslow hierarchy of needs, I still want to go out there because that's where my heart really belongs. I want to be out there and, you know, travel more and do things that I really, really want to do. Nice. That's quite critical because um, that's definitely one of the things I would totally enjoy doing. So hence the reason why we're friends. Let's get on the road, girl. Why I mean first? Just making that time, though. That's just... Yeah. Making that time. I know. I know. Uh, okay. But you have to plan for it, because I feel like it's something that might never happen if you don't plan for it. No. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. 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 And so, um, when, the other question, too, that I thought was quite interesting on your response was, who do you consider to be the most overrated celebrity? And you posed for a moment. Why? Because, number one, celebrity is one word that I still don't know the operational definition of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody right now is an influencer. You yeah. Know, which is one of, I think that's one of my pet peeves, the word influencer. So, for any influencer, influencers listening to the, it's not you, it's just the term, it's just the terminology. So, celebrity to me, I think it's it's so pigeonholed in the sense that what you celebrate might not be someone I celebrate, right? So, it's why I just chose the president because it's that pivotal member, number one citizen of a particular country. And I feel like there's so much emphasis about you know who they are as relative to what they can actually do and if they're even qualified for that job. So that's, that's why I think they are overrated. That's very true. I think for me like the definition of a celebrity when I think about celebrity, I think in terms Movie of stars. what the world view as somebody who's popular and influential. That's who they deem as a celebrity. And might I add, they have to be from the Western world. 
I was thinking about that. When I said president, I, 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 I meant to even say, I wanted to like, you know, put that asterisk, like US president, you know, the past one and the one currently there. I think there's just an overemphasis on, you know, and I think the US is just very funny as far as politics, which I'm not going to go into. But I think a lot of this is just overrated. It's like the class captain. They, half of them don't know what they're doing because, you know, somebody just chopped them there and it's like, Ooh, am I supposed to be doing anything now? And then <laughs> it's how I think about presidents. Are they supposed to like get it right because now they're presidents? No, like they make a lot of mistakes and but they need yeah. that support and all that. You have me at class captain. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but you're in primary school and they're the head boy. I know, right? Ugh. So yeah, but I think that to be very interesting because all things considered, most celebrities are definitely American. They're either American or they live in America. And they're mostly like, maybe they might be British or something. Or yeah. they yeah. might have been popular in their own country, but as soon as they come to America, that's when they gain that celebrity status. Which but again, I an endorsement. I agree with you. Kind of like, we, I think Paris Hilton was credited with um, being one of the first, I guess, social media influencer because she started um, a selfie. That's hot. That's hot. And and now yeah. it's like from Paris Hilton, we have like different people, and I don't. I kind of won't, I kind of won't catch up, and I don't. I don't yeah. do celebrity news and all that. But and, and all, I think a lot of the ones I like, I like them because of the movies I grew up watching, and so mm-hmm. you know. And with social media, you feel like you have access to their lives because they share a lot, right? And it's like, oh, I didn't know that about this person, you know. But a lot of celebrities, actually, um, I respect are the ones that I know on social media. You know, that are not very active on that. They are the ones I really respect because you only get to hear about them when they give interviews. And I feel like it's more organic that way than just, you know, not that there's anything wrong with sharing your life on social media. Heck, I'm, you know, a lot of these platforms. And then I feel like with us here, we even forget that there's other other worlds out there. So I'm into mm-hmm. Korean entertainment, right? And I have my celebrities that I like there, and you know, or that I like their work rather, and I and I try to follow them and see you know their processes above and beyond their movies and you know um, the writers as well. So yeah, it's it's very yeah. it's a very dicey question to answer. Yeah, that's that's very interesting because I was just thinking about that too, and I was thinking to myself like, why am I on social media? But I'm on social media so I can keep up with people because I have them all over the world. And it's such an easy way of keeping up with people and seeing how they're growing and what they're doing and things like that. So I don't necessarily use it as a means of, oh, let me investigate this person or that. Or, you know, it's like, how can I stay connected to those that are not as close as far as physically? Yeah. As much as I can. But... I have an answer for this one and I'm just going to throw it out there just because I'm asking the questions. I'm asking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> could be very controversial, but I'm just going to put it out there because uh, I kind of low key am like, whatever. <laughs> Mine was Beyonce. Ooh. You know, I part just, of the beehive. <laughs> I, I just feel like she's overrated. Why so? I don't know. I just, I just think that like people um, have put her on this pedestal so much that it's just become ridiculous. And I think part of it is because I'm just rebellious like that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you refuse to bite to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
what is it about her that everybody's like, okay, I gotta be a beehive? Like, I, I don't get it. And so for me, that puts her on the overrated category because there's so many other people out there that are like, yeah, yeah, doing other things, amazing stuff. Not that she's not doing amazing stuff, but oh, it's just the I, I get what you mean. I'm not. I won't call myself a beehive member. Yeah. Member of that. Uh, but I do get what you mean, and I can definitely see. Mm-hmm. I have friends who definitely adore her. It's the moment you just said Beyonce, I, I could feel like some cells in me going like, "Oh no!" You know, I imagine this is my friend like, going like that. You know, but I think it, it's credit to who she is. Like the brand she's built over the years, and because her yeah. followings are really, they're quite loyal and they're massive. You say something <laughs> bad about her, they come like snakes, and you know, ap- yeah. I'm sorry, bees, and they tell you, to "Apologize, apologize," and then before you know it, they're cancelled for life. You can't even buy groceries. So <laughs> let's just thank God that our livelihood doesn't doesn't depend on you know being liked or being that's very true. The platform. I, and so I feel like I'm gonna get attacked every time I say that. People are always like, "What? What do you mean?" I don't hate her. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying I don't understand why people are so obsessed with her. I guess maybe we can have somebody that will respond to this and give us reasons why because I, I know what you mean uh-huh. I know you definitely don't hate her it's just like yeah. why so much you know fuzz around her as far as about her yeah but yeah, I respect yeah, yeah. her though she, she she's oh a she's beast. a she's, that, I mean she's a badass like she's mm-hmm. she's worth yeah. her butt off no point intended to like get yeah. where she is and I feel which like, is like I said I think it's a testament to the kind of branding she's done her, yeah, in the she's, yeah, yeah, yeah I think I think Beyonce fans kind of like are in some way remind me of cowboy fans. <laughs> but those are like two completely different. Girl, girl. I, my, mine was gonna be BTS, which is like, I don't know if you know them, they're the boy band from Korea. They're really good. Those boys can sing. I mean, and I like the fact that they, they really connect to their audience, so to their fans, so much so that they're everywhere. They're almost like, you know, um, Syphilis, you know what? Sorry, when I mean syphilis, it's a public health concern at the level. The way these fans are so obsessed about them, like you go on, like, um, so I have this app for like watching the videos and Korean TV shows. It's called Vicky, and they have a live chat, you know, where you can, like, it's not really live all the time. You can always see comments while you're watching the movies or whatever. You have to just come in the the, the platform, just saying, Army fan here, even when it's not like anything related to BTS. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys are just a bunch of nuisance. And they're usually these um, publicant young girls who are just crazy about BTS. Now, I get I get the influence of BTS. I mean, they've done a lot of things that Korean entertainment entertainers haven't been able to do. They've been on Billboard, you know, they've, they've really won of awards. They've um, broken a lot of records on Billboard, you know, awards and all that. And they really tend to talk about things that connect to their fans, like, you know, mental health, um, growing up, the pains of, you know, teenagehood and all that kind of stuff, which I really, really, really respect because they use their platform a lot. And they have, like, for example, for Life, they have, like, apps where you can, like, connect with them. Some people haven't chatted with some of them. And so I like that accessibility you have to your idol in a way. But it's yeah. just that like the fans can be quite rabid at times. And if you say anything bad about this, Boys, they might come for you. Oh, I don't know if you heard about they bought out a lot of tickets to one of Donald Trump's um, rallies. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, they bought out like they bought out most of the tickets and people couldn't buy, and then the the stadium was like almost empty. These guys are they're influential. Like, don't play, don't you cannot mess with BTS fans. Wow, no, for real. My fans. Oh yeah, they they be crazy because those teenagers. What did they live for, right? 
most happily in life, that's for sure. So, oh, yeah, I- yeah. Two last follow-ups for you. Okay. Um, first one is, okay, let's start with this one. Let's start with the, um, the would you rather question. So we said, would you rather have pause or rewind button in your life? And it's like a would you rather question where you have to pick one. You can yeah. have both. And, and I paused. <laughs> time with picking one in particular. So talk a little bit about that. Because I thought about, do I want to pause time or do I want to rewind? I won't lie to you. Sometimes in my life, I go like, can I just undo that? Can I just unsend that email? Because it wasn't very representative of my of my thoughts. I know how communication is so very multidimensional in the sense that what your intent, the intent you try to portray when you send a message out might not be how the person receives it. And also the mode of communication, like texting, voice notes, phone call, face-to-face. And you're better at one than the other, right? And then you're also assuming that the other person receiving the message is also connecting with your own mode, mode of communication. So I've had, given that I have a professional life and a, pod, a podcast life where I just, you know, even there's a professionality, professionalism attached to that. Sometimes wires get crossed and if, if it's not a very good day, I might just send out a message that seems very, a little bit passive aggressive and I'm like, that's not me or I want to take that back. Um, good thing Gino has that 30 second undo, but sometimes I need like, can I get that undo like 30 days later, that kind of thing. So that's why I chose the rewind button, you know, yeah. all the pause. Yeah. Totally. I can relate on that. Or those awkward moments where you're like, your response is kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have responded that way. And you think about it and it's like way later. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I live I know. in that lane. I live in that lane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so the last one was, what is your biggest pet peeve? So I know as we were talking, you started kind of mentioning some things, but in the beginning, you were kind of like, oh, struggling. Is it because there's like a whole bunch of them? or It's is a whole it bunch of them. It's a whole bunch. Even the one I, I mentioned, it's just like, it's not it. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Which so I can't remember not- right now. <laughs> but I know, very, I can be quite finicky. <laughs> Quite finicky. So there's not one that trumps another that aches you like at all. Paying for shipping. Paying for shipping. Ah. I've been spoiled by Amazon. So maybe paying for shipping. Like you buy like $2,000 worth and having to pay $3.99 for shipping. Heck no. Don't freeze me out. That's my, (laughs) you know. Yes. You could do that again. And I feel like, I guess with Amazon, you kind of like pay for shipping. I, in a way, yeah. But you don't, you don't, it's kind of like when you say 50% off. off. Yeah. Right? Like, eh, you know, like, but then the money's already, you know, there, right? Yeah. You don't feel yeah. it. You, you yeah. kind of prepay for it. But in a way, you also kind of don't because it's not as much compared to if you shop a lot on Amazon, it pays off. Yeah. It pays off. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. So those are all my questions. Oh my God. So we're done with that. Now let's move on to you quickly. All right. So, Linda, what's your idea of perfect happiness? Oh, perfect happiness to me would be like just being at home, doing absolutely nothing with just family around, especially like my nieces and my nephew. All right. What is your greatest fear? Snakes. 
I cannot stand snakes. I cannot do pictures. I cannot do a dream of snakes. Oh, heights. Heights too. Oh. Have you ever like, you're sleeping and you dream like you're falling from like Oh, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, those are my two biggest fears. But snakes, definitely. I cannot stand <laughs> pictures, nothing. Not even a toy. I don't want to get for you for your next bird. Excuse me. What's one trait you're deploring yourself? Um, I can be very persistent to a fault. Okay. What is one trait you deploy in others? Um, not following through. Which living person do you admire? Living person that I admire. Oh. Ah, uh, pass. <laughs> Why? I'm like, what is your greatest um, extravagance? My greatest extravagance? I guess my car right now. That's the only thing I can think of. What's your current state of mind? Happy. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Ah, okay. Which talent would you like to most have? Uh, play the piano. I would love to play the piano. Actually, I would love to play all instruments, all kinds of instruments. Even the harp. That would be pretty cool. And sing. Which historical figure do you most identify with? Peter. In the Bible? <laughs> like the sanguine? <laughs> like, um, like Peter the disciple? The rock. Yeah, yeah, sanguine. Yeah, that's his um, personality. Okay. <laughs> What is it okay. that you most dislike? What do I most dislike? Oh, I must... Well, this is kind of like a pet peeve. But I guess I could say I also most dislike it. When I have to repeat myself because somebody is not paying attention, oh, it, I dislike that. Like, I'm talking to you and you're not paying attention and then you're going to ask me, oh, what did you just say? Or two minutes later, you're going to say, oh, can you repeat that? And you were like on your phone or you were doing something else. Oh, it aches me. What do you most value in your friends? Uh, what do I most value in my friends? Just their time. Where would you most like to leave? Uh, oh, so many places. Uh, Scotland, Aberdeen, Scotland. I almost actually went there. Um, if Australia didn't have creatures, I'd love to live in Australia, um, the Netherlands or Switzerland or New Zealand, so many places. What's that overrated quality in people? Overrated quality in people? Um, <laughs> Woo, that's a tough one. Overrated. The ability to dance, because I cannot dance. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, change one thing about myself. I would definitely... I kind of low-key want to go with appearance, but then I kind of also don't want to go with appearance. I would probably change the fact that I'm not as confident, even though, like, maybe some people might not necessarily think so. 
just confidence in myself. Self-doubt. There you go. Self-doubt. What is your greatest regret? My greatest regret? Um, my greatest regret is not just going for it. All right. So that brings me to the end of my question. And <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> I have a wild one at the end, but let's see this time. I'm okay. going to ask that. But let's, let's evaluate you. Now let me put on my, <clears throat> put on my psychologist hot hat for a moment. So when asked okay. what your idea of idea of perfect happiness is, the introvert in you came out because you still want to stay at home with your family and doing absolutely nothing. How does one not do absolutely nothing? But then I remembered um, Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin saying, doing nothing often is the best, very best of something. So, um, busy yeah. doing nothing. <laughs> I absolutely love to just be at home doing nothing like nothing to me could be maybe I'm just reading a book or I'm just home just chilling I could literally stare at the wall sometimes and just be like okay with it and I'm like content I could just you know stare at the ceiling I mean I think it just ties to your personality and there's nothing wrong with that it's just even when given the opportunity to do you know um to have that blissfulness you chose doing nothing and there's an art to that it's it's staying staying in the moment which is something i really admire about you because i'm not very skilled at that now the next question was what's your greatest fear snakes i do share that with you by the way i hate things that crawl lizards geckos like i hate i hate snakes and i always hear like oh not all snakes are poisonous and the tips they give you for finding out you know if a snake is poisonous or not, requires you staying at a position that makes you vulnerable enough to be attacked by a snake. So I don't get that whole fallacy. Like, yo, every snake to me is dangerous. Every one of them, unless otherwise proven. Babies, big snakes, small snakes, whatever. And, and, a snake and I think it. there's a primordial state to it. I think it's, it's just beyond just, you know, me. I feel like it's something that is transcendental. Like, almost like, a, I don't know how to explain it. Like from my whole body, like everything about me, just like my body just rises up. I can't stand it. Yeah, totally. And that's actually one of my biggest fears. Is like I'm gonna one of these days a snake is just gonna bite me, <laughs> or I'm gonna come across a snake or something. Like everything in the reptile family, no bueno. It's they're all the same. Like uh, you went to boarding house, right? Did you guys have the snake lizards? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the bane of my existence. Oh. Like, no, snake lizards. Snake lizards, Linda, they are a cross between a snake and a lizard. Even just saying right now, my, my skin is breaking out into goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Next. Yeah, moving on, moving on. So, for, you said the trait to deploy yourself is persistence. But I would say that's one of the things I like about you because it's really helped me with working out with you because you always like have your pushing, you know, to like get to people to um, make their goals. So why why don't you like that truth about yourself? I'm curious, you know. Because I feel like there are times when persistence can be annoying to people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm persistent to the to, to a fault sometimes. I will whether it's reaching out to people or trying to get answers for something. I'm always persistent. Um, I think sometimes I'm also bad at not picking up cues, like those social cues, um, where people kind of want to drop it. 
and for me i'm like okay i understand like okay let's get back to that like what happened here i just really want to understand and and for me it's i have this inquisitive mind i'm always wanting to understand a lot of things so something happens i'm like okay this happened but why okay what were you thinking okay this happened okay so i can be very persistent to a fault um or maybe somebody doesn't want you to reach out to them i will keep reaching out to them until like maybe they block me or something um yeah it can be to a fault but uh, i appreciate you though. i i i get what you mean i think it's just the beauty of most traits out there they have good parts to it and um there are bad sides to it it's just having to like make sure that your benefit the benefit of having those traits you know uh outweighs like the risk of annoying others but I can definitely see yeah. how that can be a positive or a negative. Now, for the traits you're following others, it's not following through. Oh my gosh, and I could relate, but expression a little bit on that. Oh, explain a little bit on that. Um, not following through. So, like you mentioned earlier, I think this comes with the territory of if I was given a, an opportunity of doing something or staying at home, I'd rather stay at home. So if I get to do something, then I've worked myself up to doing it. And then if you don't follow through and do your end of it, then I'm kind of like, I could have just <laughs> done what I could have, you know? And so follow through sometimes, or when you say you're gonna do something and you just don't do it, and you don't even say anything about it, um, I think sometimes that's also kind of like, like really, what are we doing here? So. It can be in various forms, right? It's it's in various forms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Customer service. I I hate it when people say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna work on this," and then three oh, we'll months call you down back. the road, oh, we'll you call you back. back. We've taken your message. We'll, we'll work. You will call you back. Never call back. Exactly. And then it's like three months down the road, you still haven't heard back from those people, and it's like, so you think you're taking me for a fool? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you become an idiot. That's that's what we're translating here. So agree, yeah. agree. I remember when I first moved here to the US, and people would say, "Oh, let's only have lunch sometime," and it never happens. Like first, why would you invite me to go have food with you when you're not putting, you know, you're not like holding your end of the bargain? And then exactly. it never. And then the yeah. time I tried to remind you, and I looked like, "Oh, we don't mean it." Like that was really very confusing for me. So. Yeah, like that that was just like something to fill the space. I up. know. Don't do that. Food what? is very serious, guys. Don't use food. If you tell me we should totally go watch the sky together some other time. I might not take it yeah. seriously. But when you say let's totally have lunch together, that's that's just yeah. wrong. That's so wrong. You know. Now you probably sorry, go ahead. I've noticed that I've kind of there are some times when I kind of tend to do that and I have to catch myself oh, and yeah. remind myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm such a big scheduler. I will put anything that I say or tell somebody, I put it on the schedule right then because then I'm like, so I can make sure I do it. Um, and sometimes people will be like, oh, let's hang out. And I'll be like, okay, when? But they don't have an answer, but they just ask me, let's hang out. So I'm like, okay, well, you let me know when you want to hang out. So for that, I usually don't follow through on those yeah. because then I'm on you to work out your schedule and stuff. So I, I'm not perfect in it. I do have my mishaps and things that I do as well that, yeah. No, I so. mean, I can see how your persistence might end up being people like, oh, let's totally do that. Let's set up a date. But I have some friends I know that unless I like call them and put it on schedule, it's never going to happen. Not because they're trying to be, you know, um, 
double mouthed about things. It's just that I don't remember and I always remember those things. So I'm like, hey, when are we having that lunch? Like, I'm actually free this weekend. You want to get together? So that way I'm putting in. But if I don't bother about you, then I don't really care about you. That's just what it means. Yeah, like, we need to plan this for your main trip. Girl, I'm going to come on you. Let, let your persistence, like, okay, so for those that I don't really know, myself, I mean, that decided last year when she came here for Christmas in December that we just wanted to go to Wyoming. Why Wyoming? Well, for me, it's because it's one of the, it's actually the least populated states in the U.S. And it has a lot of countryside. Yeah, 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 Yellowstone Park. Yes, that's that. And just to drive to that other side of town because we've never been to that part of the country before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hit me up, girl. October yeah, is open because okay. my availability has become scarce. I understand. I understand. Hey, October is looking good. Hit me up. Um, so you passed off on passed off on a question about which living person do you most admire? I can see why that can be quite problematic. Is it because you don't? you have someone able to pick from or you don't really put somebody up at that level of celebrity worshipping you know what um, I don't even think there's there's a lot of people that I admire like for example Darlene Chark I admire her Bill Johnson I admire but for me to say like to put a blanket and say this person absolutely that's difficult kind of with the song situation there's so many to choose from so many people that i admire so many people i look at and and say wow i would love to like maybe sit at their feet and like maybe grab lunch with them one day and have a conversation or them speaking to my life or learn something from them so it's hard to pick one individual person because there's a lot there's a lot but again like you said I try not to put people on pedestals like that because in life I've learned that um, people are humans um, and it, it's very easy to get hurt when you put somebody on a pedestal, especially when they do something and they like that kind of like disrupts your world. And so I try very hard to keep that in perspective and say, they're just a human being like me, you know? Yeah. So when I see a celebrity walking down the street, am I going to be like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) most definitely. But one thing that I've also learned to do is like three seconds later, Linda, they're just a person. Keep keep it moving. You know, they need their privacy. Let them have that lunch they're having with your friend. You don't have to interrupt. Absolutely. And, And that's a good reminder right there about putting people on the pedestal. I think it's more about us. Because whatever we fix our object of attention to, it speaks more about us than the object itself, you know. And idols can take different shapes. And, and by idol, I, I don't mean like celebrity idol. I mean like idol, like something that takes up significant amount of interest in your life can be quite problematic. Because when they fall short of whatever standards, you put them there. They weren't telling you that they were all that, right, by the way. So, but then think about what they always tell people that, you know, argue against is that think about the the mistakes you made in your life. Imagine it was glaring for the world to see. How would you feel? You know, it's why I have a problem with cancel yeah. culture. I have a problem with cancel culture, which is a totally different topic. In the sense that, as Christians oh. especially, we cannot afford to be canceling people. Accountability, yes, but canceling them, like, Jesus paid the ultimate price. He was canceled, you know, thank oh. God for his death. We, we can, like, you know, talk about resurrection and salvation. Like, the yeah. very idea of um, cancel culture is antithetical to Christians. Which is what really it's it's what is you know what I'm saying like it's 
how to like if we were to look into your life you we probably would cancel you too tell me about that like you know so let's keep it moving guys yeah accountability (laughs) give room for growth call things out um pray for them Uh, if they need to be jailed for whatever they do yes be part of that process you can hand them over to the cops but casting somebody yeah. for entirety and just love people it's too much just it's just too much yeah. oh. alright uh, there's a good episode on podcast about that it's um Jackie Hill Perry and uh Preston Perry oh uh, the Perry with the Perry oh good mm-hmm. I should listen to that I haven't yeah. listened to a lot of the episode in a while I like them Oh wait, your current state of mind is happy. Why is that? I like it though. Um, you know what? I don't know. At any point in time, I'm just always like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's the it's the fruit of a spirit. I'll track it down oh. to that. I know. I'm like one. I'm 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 hanging out with Mo, and this is fun. Something new, pulling me out of my element. You know. And then I don't know. I just feel like happy, happy. I'm just content, and I'm just happy. I walked into work the other day, and the director of the of the department I work in was like, "I'm not a morning person." And then I said, I was looking at them, and I said, "Well, I don't know if I'm a morning person or a night person or anything." And she goes, "Linda, you're just bubbly." <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just happy, I guess. Yeah, that's good. Now, when you answer this part, this next question, I could just totally relate with it as an immigrant to this country. Whose tone, by the way, I'm not going to call it accent because everybody has an accent. Ten years in this country, I still have to spell my name in an alphabetical way. A for Apple Boy, I did the radio science. A for Alpha, B for Bravo, C for Charlie and the rest. What is it that you most dislike? Repeating yourself in a phone call. Girl, like, I have been there, done that. You know? So, but just explain to us again. Why do you hate that? I understand why you hate it, but let's hear from your words. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Ask me again, because my first <laughs> answer... I said, like, what, what, what is it that you most dislike? You're, like, repeating yourself. <laughs> Especially when I I your context was when you're talking to somebody and they blank out... And then you have to like take the time. So I I, I, I kind of took it away from your own context. Okay. Yeah. You took that away. So the, the answer that I was going to give, I was like, Linda, you love Jesus too much. That cannot be an answer. <laughs> <laughs> but what was, uh, it? what was it? Is it something we can say on the podcast or not? Uh, uh, I couldn't say it on the podcast. It wouldn't matter. But um, I think for me, it's because... Um, when you say something and people ask you to repeat yourself because of the accent situation, that's also one thing that it, it just drives me crazy. I'm like, I know you understood what I said because sometimes I will literally pause before I repeat myself. And then they go, oh, you mean this? And then I'm like, so why were you asking? Because you said it in the way they know it, you know? It's just rude. A clear Cultural impatience. Yeah. Oh, so my first experience with this, my first experience was with my first roommate in undergrad. Um, She was African-American and she would always ask me, what did you say? Like, what? 
all the time. Like everything I said, she had to follow up with what did you say. So I kind of felt like it was kind of like a fallback thing for her in the end. Because she would literally, I guess she thought I was from like somewhere down in the village, in the in the bushes where there has not been any electricity, no buildings, no nothing. I, I seriously think that. Um, I used to use the word compulsory a lot. I grew up using the it's word British. compulsory. It's British. Yeah, we were raised in the British education system. Yeah, and I didn't use I didn't use the word mandatory. Like mandatory was an alternative, but I didn't use that. I had enough sense to say, "Hey, is this meeting compulsory?" And she would always be like, "What the heck are you talking about? Like that's not even a word." And I'm like, "Sister, seriously?" <laughs> you know. So just those little things, I think it's just annoying when people don't take the time to listen. They're just wanting to respond a certain way and they don't hear what you're saying. So they have to ask you to repeat. I think that's the biggest problem. Amen. Um, Amen. And not everybody will yeah. have names like Betty, Karen. Their names like Botolani. Like if I can learn all of your complex last names, just listen. I will spell it for you anyhow. But don't make me go through the alphabet again. It's really annoying. Dear customer service Speaking of names, you know, I had somebody legit look at me and say, I still think you're lying about your name. Your, your name is literally You have an African name that you just don't want to tell us. Like, I was like, what do you mean? This is the name that I just... Like, what? I couldn't understand. And this is somebody that I had known for a while, and they legit looked me in the face and said that. Yeah, we can't we can't <laughs> fix we can't fix so many things. Mind now, um, mind. Yeah, girl, there's so many I have to say about that. It just bringing a lot of you know trauma in me as far as that name and repeating ourselves because we don't sound the way they sound. Y'all have like different accents from the we south to the north. We keep we keep track of everything, you know. But no, is it so much for you guys to just listen? No, you don't wanna. Better cultural impatience. Now, um, what is that thing? I asked you about what, who's that historical figure you most identify with? You said Peter. I was going to pick you for a Paul kind of person, just because, you know, temperament-wise. But tell me, tell me about Peter. Peter the denier. What about Peter do you? <laughs> oh, you know, I wouldn't, that's an interesting pick for me. I would actually ask that question back to you. Why Paul? Yeah. But let me answer your question. Peter. I picked Peter because Peter kind of like would say whatever came to his mind. He wouldn't think through things. And in awkward situations, Peter was always the first to say something and it would be like an off the chain say something. And I feel like that's how I am at times. Um, I could be in situations where I'll just say whatever comes to mind first and then think about it later and be like, oh, what was I thinking? Or sometimes, I, I relate the most with him too when it's kind of like jumping on the gun and just like, let's get it done, let's let's do it right now kind of situation. And um, there are moments where I'm like that as well. But I'm that person that, okay, this is not working. I'm going to go back to what I know to do best because, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's what Peter did, right? He, he was like, okay, Jesus has died. He's gone. I'm going back to fishing. And I feel like sometimes in life I do do that. I revert to what's comfortable 
instead of like getting in that uncomfortable zone and growing in it and saying okay what is it that I can learn I think sometimes I'm I'm very quick to say okay how can we get out of it and go back to where we were before um and so I've had to learn really hard not to go back to that and sometimes I still do um you know you were mentioning that I'm such an introvert I uh, I would say like now I would say not as much as I used to be cuz I wouldn't have been sitting here talking during this whole situation. I would have been like, "Oh no, I'm busy." You know, I have every excuse in the book. Wow. <laughs> Ready to be. Out. I feel like without would you um, respond to that question I could I really got to know more about you and it makes sense now I chose Peter. It's it's not yeah. it's it's where you see yourself growing to be, you know. So that's that's really nice. Yeah. And I chose him Paul because Paul was very I mean he had a very rough and <laughs> rowdy beginning with his heavy persecution of the church. But I could see him just grow into it and take up that role of, you know, being clear and he'll say things that even when I send you letters I might be bold but in person I might be timid. And I just checked it down to your personality. But Paul had always had the right words to say in certain situations. <laughs> Peter, I would probably choose Peter because I'm used to like saying things and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to hurt you, but can I just take that back again? That's why I chose that rewind button, like undo, 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 undo. But hey. I think it's so interesting because for me, I'm I'm so I'm so analytical about myself. So when I speak, when I get home, I literally take a moment to say, what did I talk about today? And what could I have said better? what is it that i did and how could i have done it better i i always do that and those conversations are constantly going on in my head and so it's interesting that you would say that because i think sometimes it's a god thing i just literally will just speak out i know sometimes it might not come out well because it hasn't been well thought through or i haven't processed it quite as long as i would love to Um but I would also think the opposite for you cuz I I feel like you're so insightful and you're always on point with questions and being inquisitive and digging deeper. So I wouldn't see you being like the opposite of that. So we kind of have roles here. I guess so. Because the way we think about ourselves uh, we see the world. As what I was saying like I always have the right words to say. I'm like, have you checked in with Taiwo with yeah. his response? Because he would tell you I always have the right words to say. But I appreciate that. See why one of the things I like about you, you tend to like see beyond, you know, uh, like limitations as friends. So that's good. Um, <laughs> we should round off now really quickly so you can, we can get this part done. But I was curious to know this. When I asked you about the places you like to most live, you, you were very specific. You like operating in Scotland. And that goes to show it wasn't just like a like a country you know how to say africa i want to go to africa someday like you had you had a particular place in scotland so why aberdeen i know it has a lot of um historical um representation as far as christianity you know had a very strong start up in scotland but why scotland like why aberdeen particularly why aberdeen specifically so You know, I almost never came to the US. I almost um went to Scotland for my um for my bachelor's degree. I was set. I was going to go to Robert Gordon University. It was so beautiful. I fell in love with the place. I did so much research on it. And my dad visited the US with um one of the one of the guys that he worked for. 
And he came back. The next thing I know was I was going to Texas. Um, but my heart was set on Scotland. It's so beautiful. I love nature. Um, even though I'm like very not a snake person or creatures person, I do love nature. I, I love looking outside and just seeing God's creation. And Scotland has a lot of that. Um, they had like the ocean right there too at the school. So it was just beautiful. And so that's definitely one place that's on my bucket list to, to go and visit. And so before the Lord comes back or takes me home, whichever comes first, I definitely have to make a trip to Scotland um, and explore. I don't know. I just love Scotland. Um, Australia. Yeah, you said it's not for the creatures. Australia. <laughs> Australia has. So I read this book by um, Leo Bryson down under and you should read that book he's one of my favorite writers he goes like there are more things per square feet that will kill you in australia than any part of the world and that really made me laugh like yeah australia is just like you flush your toilet there's a spider crawling <laughs> up your bar like i'm like how are you still living there i don't know if i want to read that book because no that it's, was funny. it's a funny it's a funny book like after reading the book i actually wanted to go visit <laughs> australia because there's a way of your bryson writes you know just you know perfect all right, well, okay. Um, okay. I got um, now, these last two ones, we have talked about it already. If you could change one thing about yourself, you you, you said appearance at first, and then you kind of did that thing of, okay, let me talk about appearance, let me talk about confidence. I'd like to stop at appearance. Can you talk a little bit more about that, even though I think I know what your response is going to be like? <laughs> appearance. I think for appearance, for me, it's always been like a body image thing. Um, growing up always being compared to like your siblings or your cousins, everybody else in the family, or always being called bad or, oh, you know, um, in, 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 in African culture, when somebody calls you fat, sometimes it's not necessarily they don't call you outright fat, but there's like other words to describe like somebody who's weak. Um, and so it's always been a struggle. And I think that's where some of my um, confidence issues or self-esteem issues come from. Um, so I wanted to say I'll change my body image, like maybe make myself a little bit more slender or whatever that looks like. And then I started to think to myself, like, really? Um, but th that's only because I don't want people to view me a certain way. But then again, people that are small uh, also have the same struggle, you know, always been called small or skinny all the time. I have a cousin, she was always really small. And, the, you know, my grandparents, her parents would always try to find ways of making her gain weight to the extent where it was just so extreme. And so I can only imagine like what she went through and what her story will be, her perspective on, this is how I feel about being small. I wish that could have been like you, you know? So there's always that, the whole grass wow. is green. Um, and then, I mean, there's so much you <laughs> will unpack from there. Yeah. And uh, I, I, technically, I totally understand yeah. what you mean by a lot of what we hear about our body really originates from childhood, which is why I'm very careful the words I say to describe people's bodies. I'm very like little kids. Like, isn't it was like chubby or fatty bum bum or, oh, you know, horrible things like that. 
they're sowing seeds of just that fit into your body yeah. magicians yeah. and so much so that even when you try to work yeah. on the weight of course there are other layers of that it's not quite as direct as that if you've had some abuse in the past that can also fit into you know struggles with weight loss but it's still a part of the whole problem is let's be careful with our words and um health at every size for yeah. sure and we can all have the same body type but make sure you're you're reaching your health goals or you're not in a you know unhealthy way and i i understand your about confidence we more confidence about the way you portray yourself i think that really fits yeah yeah and i and you know what you said something very important just now i think the whole confident issue if you look at it and you break it down it stems from the same thing there's the root which is the whole what was spoken as a child or your bad or your this so then if that's all you hear your confidence is shot you know you just got to start from scratch and so i think even though i said not physical and said something else i think at the end of the day if you look at it really it goes boils down yeah. to the same thing the yeah. body image no yeah Because if I was, so great. If you were, no, I had. No, I was gonna say because if I was at a place where I felt like, oh yeah, I love my body, this, then confidence wouldn't. I feel like confidence would have been an issue. Yeah, I can see how that ties yeah. to what you said before. And then finally, would be your greatest regret would be not taking a chance. Well, it's not too late. It's not too late to do that. The thing about being alive is we still have that present progressive going on. So I just want to encourage you and other people listening to this. Um here's a cue to here's a sign you waiting for. Go get that thing. Go write that paper. Go publish that book. Go slide into that DM. Go travel to that place. Go try out that food. Go do that bungee jumping. Whatever it is in your bucket list, go do it. You've gotten permission now to go do it. Life is as long as you have breath in you, you can always you know get that done. All right. Well, sorry, go ahead. And the answer comes But that answer comes from the calculated me. I always have to look at things, analyze them, then make a decision. So by the time you do that, it's kind of like, oh, you should have done it like a long time ago. So sometimes I wish I wasn't like that. I'll just jump on things and just do them. But it takes me time. I agree. So. And I, 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 those traits can be quite useful in certain areas because if you're the opposite, you need to be, you need mm. to work on how to be less. You know, impulsive and you know, weigh things for again to them. I think it's just about about having the balance. And some decisions you know just overthink and just. Yeah. But it's good that at least you know where your strengths lie. You know where the shortcomings are, and then you're trying to balance it out. All right, well that was it, guys. We hope that through this expedition you've been able to get to know more about us and maybe even find your own self in some of the responses we gave. If you take this questionnaire with your friends, let me know how it goes and what you were surprised about. And if you're also surprised about some of the responses we gave, um, put that in the comment section wherever you get the podcast or not. You can even send us an email. We'd love to feature that on our social media pages. That was it, guys. Thank you so much, Linda. It cannot be about Beyonce. You're going to get it, girl. You, I just think you're going to get it. And I'm not going to... You cancel. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, thank you so much, Linda. This was really fun doing this with you. Well... Yeah, right. so Bye everyone and catch you guys on another episode of the Merciful Podcast. Yay! Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Morosible Podcast. Well, guess what? There's plenty more where that came from. So visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com where you can find hours of other binge-worthy episodes just like this one. And while you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podbean as it encourages other awesome people like you to listen to the podcast as well. We are now officially on Podbean. It has an app. You can catch up on missed episodes and also get a notification when we have new episodes. Do you have a question for our guest, feedback on the episode, or a suggestion for a future guest? Then please get in touch with us by sending us an email at talktomo at mostable.com or connect with us via Instagram at the Moral Civil Podcast. Cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for always listening.